G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. At Chemist Warehouse this Christmas, find David off hot water 110 mil for just $34.99. Baz and Izzy, we might be at the beach, but the show goes on. It's the summer breakfast on SENZ. Takeover at Summer Breakfast 2021, 2022. is at the beach. We're still here. SENZ kicks through summer. The Cowboys are in studio. Tony Kemp, Louis Herman Watt. And we're here for the summer, uh, this week at least, before Ricardo and Mitch McLenahan dip their toes. Plenty of sport happening over the summer. We're not going anywhere. We've got the darts on one screen. We've got the ashes on the other. There's so much going on. The Wellington Phoenix played and lost last night. Joseph Parker 4-1 yesterday. There's so much to get through. So, yeah, SCNZ, the main crew might be off. But the summer station is alive and well. Thank you for your time and welcome to the show this morning. Four minutes past six. I hope your Christmas shopping's done. I hope your hangover from your work Christmas party's done. And I hope you can nestle in for a big week of sport. What do we got coming up? We've got a huge show. We're going to dissect that Joseph Parker fight in many different ways. It was the sporting result of the weekend, if you ask me. So we'll get stuck into that after 7 o'clock. After 9 o'clock, we'll talk some boxing as well, because one of our greatest ever All Blacks, Kivy Mialami, well, he looks in some serious nick, and he's going to get stuck into the ring. Monty Beatham's up to his old tricks training him. Jamie Richards. Our preeminent and best horse trainer in New Zealand. Well, he leads the premiership, doesn't he? Second best. <laughs> Morning, Al. Uh, he's <laughs> Jamie Richards is on not too long after 8 o'clock. We've got plenty more to go as well. Fred de Jong, some Phoenix. We'll talk some cricket. It's all here. The Cowboys are in studio. Summer Breakfast 2021. Let's rip in. Yeah, you heard him. Second best. Well, he's the best. He's the, the first best summer co-host I could think of. Tony Kempton Studio, mate. You're a big part of our show during the year. Baz and Izzy absolutely adored your hot takes and your willingness to come on and actually say something. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you in studio this morning and joining us this week. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's good to be here. And you've uh, you've rolled ZZ Tops out ten days too early for us. We actually that's our roadie song for the boys down home when we go around the mountain uh, on the 29th 
of the year every year, and uh, that song that you just played is uh, gets the. I gets Alan Sherrick gets it out and he, he cranks it up and starts singing along to it. So good to hear it, but a bit early in the he, morning. But I love ZZ Top. He could pull off a good ZZ Top. Oh mate, he well he could have about twenty years ago when he had some hair. Um, but yeah, no, he, he does pull off a good ZZ Tots when he starts getting into it. He doesn't mind it. Don't worry about that. Has he has he been at the beach? Oh, mate, I don't think so. Maybe the lake. He might be down in Christchurch. Well, his his pool, the lake he built for himself, on oh, his massive estate. Those All Blacks, they all got pools. <laughs> the, the lads are. Uh, it was awesome. We had a so we spoke to you on Friday, and you could have you could have sensed that there was a bit of fizz in the air. Gee, it was a big go on Friday. It was good to have everyone here. Um, and uh, we got together and had a good send off for the show. It's been interesting. I mean, just as an observationalist, Kempe, you've you've seen a lot of sports media come and go. SENZ, we started this year. We've had you involved with it. Um, how do you think we've gone? Yeah, look, I, I, I like it, man. I like it. I like that you've you've got um, you've got sport talk on the radio. That's the main thing. And you know, when you're in your car, when you're growing up as a kid, you always had had sport talk happening in the background. And and Baz and Izzy know a little bit about sport too. So along with you guys that sit here, they you don't really see their faces, the the nerds behind the, the computers. <laughs> um, but you all know, you you know, I do know that the guys that are that are doing all the work are you guys and um, Baz and Izzy, and they just take all the money and all the cre- cream from it, mate. That's all. But great to have it back on. You know, you've got everyone in New Zealand at the moment. All the farmers are up. Yeah, Alan's at the racetrack, got sends on the radio, you know, um, people driving to work and being able to hear what people have got to say and have their opinions about sport. It gets, really gets your blood going in the morning. You talk, every red-blooded male in New Zealand loves listening to sport. Oh, fair dinkum. That's exactly right, mate. We do. It's um, it's in our DNA. No, it's, that's good to hear, Tony, and it's great to have you here. It's a funny time of year, this one. Uh, 20th of December, so the week leading into Christmas. This year, Christmas is bang on the weekend, Christmas for me, uh, Tony, is Boxing Day Eve because the Boxing Day races and the Boxing Day cricket have been what I've I've grown up on. But I do understand this is a, a very it's an exciting time of year for people with kids. They get right into it. And this week leading into Christmas, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would have knocked off for the year. And I'm sure there's also a lot of people that are on their way to work today, but fear enough know that they are going to sit there with their feet up on their desk and kind of take the piss with this week so I think they've been doing that for the last two years with this COVID thing and they've been sitting at home with their feet up on the desk um it was really interesting I was up the north yesterday just looking at some property up there and, and it was quite quiet there wasn't a lot of traffic on the road for this time of the year um did you have to go through those checkpoints went through the checkpoints are really really you know smooth easy quick we got through there didn't really stop um stop your travel time at all um but you're right you know i, I forgot it forgot that it's christmas i think i think that everyone been home for so many months Chris, it's been christmas all year you know holidays have rolled into each other and um you know christmas for me is a time for, for whanau and and friends and you know um when i was playing it was it was the time you made money because you played boxing day and new year's day when you're in england and there were big money games back in those days and right. I, my son was born on the 28th of december and he was actually coming on christmas day the um my my partner at the time, she uh, she said, "Oh, I think he's coming." I said, "Oh, you're just going to have to hold on. It's a big payday tomorrow." So she held on for a couple more days. And he was born on the 28th of December, so it's not only Christmas. It's his, you know, he gets he gets a double whammy. At it. It's his birthday as well. He gets a couple of presents that fella. That's um, that's a great yarn. So for uh, people that aren't acquainted with you, Tony, you're obviously a you're a voice now in, in rugby league, and you've been a coach, obviously a player back in the day. Can we actually just have the synopsis on your career? Can you give it to us? 
Oh yeah, I could give you an elevator, like an elevator pitch on my my <laughs> yeah. football career. Yeah, um, I'd love to hear it. It was a you know, 13, 14 year professional football career, and I, I um. I grew up in Waitara, you know, went to the Waitara University, uh, which was the freezing works, the Borthwicks, which every every young kid in Waitara went to. Sure. That was our dream, was to go work where our fathers worked. Um, it was called Borthwicks back in those days, and, and um, I could play footy, mate. So I, when I was 17, I moved to Wellington, and Newcastle came over, and they, they wanted to sign Sam Stewart, big Sam Stewart, the inaugural captain for the Knights back in the day. Um, and I knew they were coming, so, you know, threw some liniment on my legs and I had an absolute shock of that night. We're playing Eastern Suburbs at the Hut Wreck. I tried to chip over Fetu Henry's head. He's about six foot six when he's standing up, but when he throws his hands in the air, he's eight foot tall and it goes over the head of any normal bloke. But he put his hands <laughs> up in the air, caught it and scored in the corner and I thought that was my career gone. Um, but they they signed, they signed Sammy and they said, we want the, the that idiot out on the wing too that tries things and that was me. And that's how I got to got to New, Newcastle, and I ended up staying there for six, seven years. And I thought I was going to live there. You know, I love the place, still love it today. Got some good, great friends up there, and um, things didn't work out with a change of coach and David Waite. You know, he saw he saw my future somewhere else, and I was you know playing five eight for the Kiwis then. And uh, John Joyner, great legend up in England, played for England and was coaching Castleford at the time. Told to phone me and. Told Nico and, and Richie Blackmore were playing at Castleford at the time. He said, "Do you want to come play for us?" And I, I just wanted to play five eight, mate. So headed up there, and that was probably my best two years I, I ever enjoyed playing football at Castleford. Um, but spent another seven eight years up there, played for Leeds, and ended up coaching Wakefield before I came back to the Warriors. Mm. And you know, people are always on about my shit coaching career, um, but we actually had a decent crack at it there. We went to <laughs> we went to a grand final and went to the finals three times and. Um, actually gave Ivan his his leg up into such a fantastic career. I'm still waiting to get a, a thank you card from Ivan. Um, and yeah, and been in rugby league ever since. I you know worked with Jim Doyle at the New Zealand Rugby League and um, sit on the Auckland Rugby League. And of course, where we came into work today. Yeah, is, yeah. This I found this interesting, and I hadn't even crossed my mind. We are actually on the we're on the graveyard of Carlaw Park. We were doing oh, this yeah, radio show. I, I hate to think of it as a graveyard. It's a, it's a graveyard for a lot of teams that come here. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's a fantastic. Um, they they missed the boat, you know, like and creating a stadium. It would have been a great great spot for a stadium, but um, but the stories you hear and the the footage you can see and the books you read about it. I'd never never obviously had the luck and and have the privilege, but apparently well, spiritual, really, almost like the spiritual home. Well, they talk they talk about the Caxton pub, you know, where where the New South Wales. And Queensland buses drive past it to get to to Lang, the old Lang Park, um, mm. Suncorp Stadium. They call it these days. Well, it was pretty much the same here at Carlow Park. Like the Kiwis, we'd come out from you know we, back those days. We weren't staying in the Sofitel in the middle of town, mate. We were at Onihunga or over at the Po in the shore. Um, but you'd get here down to the, the set of lights, and the, it was just packed with people. You know, the bus would, would have to crawl through people, and everyone's banging on banging on the bus so by the time you hopped out of the bus you know you you're ready to jump on that field and, and kill people and the other good thing about Carlow Park back in those days too is you walk past the change room and the people could poke their heads in and talk to you right in the window so you know <laughs> the old railway stand um, where you went in and got changed you were sitting down and at half time it was pretty hard to concentrate because people all the fans were going past and giving you giving you tips on the game throwing their heads in and through there but yeah look it's really it, it, although it's sad to, to see it um, it's actually Run by the Carlow Park Heritage Trust now, which is arguably the the richest um, 
amateur amateur organisation in the south, southern um, Pacific, South Pacific, definitely, that look after the 30 clubs in Auckland. So yeah, right. although they sold the, the, the park, um, all these buildings and the university leases and all that go back to, to helping the game of rugby league in, in Auckland. Um, but yeah, it was real sad when we walked around the corner this morning. I said, man, you know, I played on that ground over there and yeah. just brought back memories. Um, you sort of forget about it. You know, I drive, I drive past this place quite a lot and you sort of forget about it. But when you're walking down here, those pictures I can see in my 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 um, my memory about the cars on the on the side of the field and the two fields yeah, and the yeah. the stands were packed, mate. And it, and it was a lot like the English field too, Carnal Park. They were right down on the field, um, the fans. So, so right next to you, I miss it. I miss it. I uh, double eight double three or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven on the Kennard's High phone line. What are your memories of Carlow Park? Because I don't have any, unfortunately. Tony's obviously got more than a few. Um, what are yours? I bet you've been here, and you're right. It's actually quite spooky when you. So during lockdown, there's been no one out and about. I just live around the corner in Parnell, so come for walks down here and walking home from work. You you go up and you go through just up to where you get into the domain out the back there and. There was no one here. They've got. They had an empty crash. They had a. There's a government department building in here. There was. There was no one here. Just empty. And you're kind of walking around and you, you Google up and you get the old map up of what it used to be and where the fields sit and the layout. And you're just thinking, it, that's why I said graveyard because it felt spooky. It was almost like. Well, there, and there would be too. There'd be some ashes spread around here. Um, <laughs> there'd be a few, be a few spirits walking around with you this morning in their in their kiwi jerseys. I I gather, but. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it was a great place. You know, people come. We when I you know, from Taranaki, so I used to travel up here and watch games. Me and my dad would jump in a car on a Wednesday um, lunchtime to get up here for a game. You know, watch Winner Manly play Otahu here. Yeah. Wally Lewis, Gene Miles, Greg yeah. Dowling, um, Gary Belcher were all on that side, and and young, it's, young it's, Tia Rapati was in the Otahu side with Frank Tinatili. I remember, don't know if you remember that try he scored for the his one test in the Kiwis where he ran through about 50 people, you know. So um, those are the type of memories that, that I like to think about when I'm I'm thinking of Colour Park. Awesome. Double eight, double three. Give us yours. Uh, we'd love to hear from them throughout the morning. We'll keep asking you, don't worry. But uh, what are your memories of Carlow Park? So where we are, just for context, broadcasting in the, the TAB building is, yeah, pretty much about 50 metres from where you could score a try back in the day. Um Crazy, crazy stuff. It is 16 minutes past 6 o'clock. As I said, we've got heaps going on today. We've got Fred de Jong and Talks from Phoenix. Unfortunately, they couldn't get up over Sydney FC. Nolly Sale has limped off with a hip injury. So we're hoping that that won't be too bad. Fred de Jong, um, well, he's a he's a great man. He's a, Kempe's a league man. Fred de Jong is a football man through and through. And, and he knows a lot about the game. So he'll give us a tip about the Phoenix and also what's going on in the football world in New Zealand about 7.40. We're going to talk some boxing at 7 o'clock. Double eight, double three on the Kennard's High phone line again. 0800 150 Where are all you armchair boxing ring experts? We would love to hear from you after 7 o'clock on the Kennard's High phone line. Did you see a different Joseph Parker yesterday? I certainly did. I was extremely impressed. Yeah, he might not have got Chisora out there, but let's not underestimate the fact that he is a walking war tank. You seen that movie with Brad Pitt, Tank? I reckon that's what they're driving, Derek Chisora. He's an absolute beast, and uh, to be honest, I hope he probably gives it up soon enough because that can't be healthy, the punishment that that bloke took, Kempe. No, not at all, and, and you're right about Joseph Parker. You know, I saw him when he fought here... Um 
here in Auckland um, back in the early days and you could see that the, he was filling out his body. He had a lot of growing to do into that body of his and when he went out in the ring yesterday against Jazori, he, he looked like he's starting to fill out. Uh, you know, he's still still pretty young for a boxer, I think. I, I still think he's still developing that body, but I, I thought he didn't like... He, he, he stood up, he wasn't bullied. You know, his accuracy on his punches were fantastic. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I really would like to see that killer instinct come out a little bit more on him. You know, he's... He won that fight. You know, they're going on about the judges this morning. You know, you guys would be pretty good judges too, I reckon. You'd, you'd be bought off easy enough, you two. If I was in the ring, I'd, I'd be offering you a couple of paper envelopes. Um, but maybe a couple of those judges got a couple of paper envelopes, just you know a, what I mean? Just a – honestly, I just – like a bet slip. Just like a I'm, – I'm, I'm empty. I'm empty. I didn't back Seamus. I didn't Hopefully ba- you didn't back Just Ask Me. I, I did back Just Ask Me, even worse. I also saved on Tavi Mac. And then the other Taranaki one, oh, Robbie no. Patterson. Robbie the track Patterson. got good and Robbie P. Robbie Pat, but he has, um, look, don't worry, Kemper, he's given us one on Wednesday. He tipped out on the mail run. He's got a very fast horse going around on Wednesday that we're going to have a field day off. They're racing at Pukekohe today, aren't they? That meet that was uh, abandoned or postponed. So there's a very exciting horse that we're going to talk about in the Love Racing update. $2 into $1.70. Are you guys are sickos. I know what you've done. You've absolutely plunged it before we've had a chance. Time flies. The uh, Opie Bosson does the writing for this time test gelding who, you know, could come out and easily be the favourite for the Crack a Million. Wolverine's a good filly, but this time flies has a wrap on it. And it's in race two at Pukekohe today. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about Joseph Parker. We're going to have to discuss the English. Joe Root going out, last ball of the day. Mitchell Stark nicks him off. They are in a world of hurt in this tour. And it, it's not even, the second test isn't even finished. So... Oh dear, Boxing Day might not be too fun if you're an English fan in Melbourne. Anyway, we'll discuss that. Heaps to come on the Summer Breakfast. Tony Kemp, Louis Herman, what we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.